0: Welcome back to the Bodega Board of Podcast, Volume 46. How are you all doing out there? Thanks for joining us for a little bit of music, a little bit of surf talk, some interviews, that kind of thing. You know, it's been kind of fun out there recently. I think this winter is going to shape up pretty good, judging from what's been happening in the fall in Southern California with waves. There's been some... Good little swells popping up here and there in North County, L.A. Down in Orange County, that has been a lot of fun. I've been going down to Sano and Doheny and stuff. You know, now is typically the time that I make the switch over to smaller boards because there's actually waves to surf. Surfing the appropriate board for the appropriate wave is something I try to base my surfing around. And most of the year, I'm definitely logging because that's just what the waves are dictating. But now it seems like they're starting to be a little bit of a pickup, So I'm really excited. And I'm excited because it's just in time for my trip to Hawaii, which obviously everybody knows the waves are way bigger, way more forceful. So it's a little warm up for that. So I'm excited. Been taking my Bonzer out recently and getting used to it again because that's the board I'm taking to Hawaii. I never thought I'd really get into them a couple of years ago. And then Joel turned me on to them and I was looking for that perfect board that I could surf multiple breaks in Hawaii and when it's bigger out here and it seems to be the perfect thing for me. I don't know, it just works. It's still a little funky sometimes to get used to some of the speed elements of it, you know, how to speed it up and slow it down. It's been a lot of fun. I took it out yesterday for a whirl, uh, caught some good ones at Topanga and I'll probably be surfing that board until I leave and you know, I'm excited about it. Changing boards, it really got me thinking into change and progression. And it's something that our society is based on. If you really think about it, human beings, we always want to progress. We want things better, faster, cleaner, more stylish, whatever you want to call it. So with that in mind, and the fact that I've been playing music out a lot at events recently, I'm going to make some changes to the podcast. I'm going to experiment a little bit with the music selections. You know, it's still stuff that at the core is related to The Bodega Border Crew, you know, an urban take on coastal surf culture. This episode, I'm going to start off with that. I'm going to play a couple of different songs that I typically wouldn't necessarily play, but it's based on the music I've been playing out. I've been doing some book openings and some gallery openings recently, and a lot of the music I've been playing has been not hip-hop. And it surprised a lot of people. People have been digging it. People have been coming up to me, asking me what the tracks are. Where'd I get them? That kind of thing. So starting now, I'm going to kind of experiment a little bit more with the, the track selection and I uh, hope you guys enjoy it. But let's do a little housekeeping. This is the Bodega Border Crew podcast, volume 46. Make sure to check us out on Instagram at Bodega Border Crew. Make sure to check out our site bodegabordercrew.com for merch, our blog, our team members, Chunky's Wax, the whole thing. Also, make sure to check out our episode description on bodegabordercrew.podbean.com or your iTunes player, where we have track listings and links pertaining to things that we're talking about. So what are we talking about this week? We're talking to two sets of people. The first set is Saxon Wilson. Saxon Wilson is this awesome surfer from Florida who's been coming to Malibu and the Southern California area recently a lot we've been surfing together he comes from that whole involvement-era influenced logging which is something that like I'm really into so we have a little interview with him that we did at but we also have a little interview we're doing with a brand called The Bend Bend is a brand out of Pedro California they're a small brand Molly and Bryce starting it themselves basically out of their home and they're supporting the local surf scene they're really highlighting the surf history that's in the South Bay. I think what I'm going to do in episodes moving forward is I'm going to start bringing in some of these brands that I think deserve some shine and doing these little mini interviews with them. So have that. also have a couple of short takes as usual. So the first short take I have this week is this video called Counterbalance. It has Alex Nose surfing a bunch of bonzers. One which is an edge bonzer which is a weird concept. The Log Jam 2018 recap video from our boys at The Current in Rhode Island really excited about that video and lastly the wrap-up video for the 2018 surf fight classic that was put on by studio 540 and the video has been put together by andy from doubles if you don't know doubles is a pretty dope brand out of san diego but without further ado i'm going to get into the tracks and check in with you guys in a little bit peace
1: Of his shadow He had to look another one tomorrow Want all you will lose all Craving will choke up I say You want all you will surely lose all Greedy will choke up Wanty wanty Can want it Get it get getty, No wanty no Wanty wanty Can get it you no wanted. Man wanted a son, but a girl come Wanted a daughter, but you got a son Give oh, yeah. God thanks that you got one Some people can get none Danny want Lana, but he got Patsy Patsy wanted Pony, but she got Danny It's not everything you want you're gonna get Oh, no way to get what you want, say you have to sweat and, sweat and sweat and sweat. I said, Wanty wanty, can't get it, get it get no wanty no. Wanty wanty, can't get it, get it get no wanty. Just take what you get till you get what you want. I. Now take what you get till you get what you want. Lord of mercy. Oh, listen, don't be like the dog who lost his bone, Like to take away another dog's own. All by the reflection of his shadow. He had to look another one tomorrow. Want all you will lose all. Raven will choke up said Want all, you will lose all Greedy will choke, puppy, I said Wanty, wanty, can't get it get it, it. no wanty, no Just take what you get till you get what you want Oh boy Cause if you want all
0: What is up everybody, this is the Bodega Border Group Podcast, Volume 46. So how do you guys like the new tracks? Please DM me or email me and let me know what you guys think. I really like to hear feedback, you know, not just in the water, but you know, you can do it over social media. Although it's nice when I meet people in the water and they talk about the podcast and give me suggestions and stuff, I really appreciate it. You know, it's kind of cool. That's probably one of my favorite things about doing it, just meeting people. But I hope you guys have been digging this little mix of stuff that I've been putting together. Hope it gets in your mood to surf, hang out, do whatever. But let's do a little housekeeping. This is the Bodega Border Crew podcast. Make sure to check our website out at bodegabordercrew.com where we have merch, our blog, team members, the whole thing. Make sure to check us out on Instagram at crew where we put lots of memes and stupid shit that I like to make fun of and have fun with because surfing should be fun. And make sure to check out the full episode description on bodegabordercrew.podbeat.com as well as your iTunes player for the full track description and links pertaining to people we're talking with. Who are we talking with this week? Well, firstly we're talking with Saxon Wilson. Saxon Wilson's out of Florida, really young kid, logger, amazing. Really influenced by involvement style longboarding, which I think is where longboarding is going now and I love seeing someone young talk about it. So without further ado, here's a little interview we did. Hope you dig it.
2: What's your name and where are you from? Um, my name's Saxon Wilson. I'm from Flagler Beach, Florida. It's like North Florida. Okay, and uh,
0: how did you get into surfing initially?
2: Um, I actually like, didn't start surfing until I was probably 11, 10 Okay, or 11. Skated my whole life growing up. There. Oh, you did? Yeah, I just lived inland. Then my dad mo- ended up moving to the beach and he'd just make me sit on the beach all uh-huh. the time and he'd surf and I got all over sitting on the beach so I just started uh-huh. surfing and shit. So he, did he grow up surfing? <laughs> he, yeah, he grew up, Um, he's from Kentucky. Uh huh. He ended up moving. Oh, uh, that's beach. the accent. Yeah, I was yeah, trying to <laughs> place it. I was like, wait. Yeah, he ended up moving when he was like 16. Uh huh. Started surfing around the same time. Oh, cool. Had a cool. buddy. I would just drive back and forth from Orlando. Oh, cool. Yeah.
0: Um, when you were skating, what kind of stuff were you into? Like, were you skating parks or streets? Um, I don't
2: know. I wasn't super into skating. You're like, just kind of doing it. Yeah, it was just like we'd skate around um, pretty much our streets and stuff. There weren't too many good skate parks. And the area I lived in is pretty uh-huh. just all little ramps. And so yeah, just like neighborhood yeah. kids? There's like it. nothing good, honestly, yeah. Was, oh, okay. Um, so when you
0: first started surfing it was your dad who got you
2: into yeah yeah pretty much my dad there's no one else really in my family that surfed Uh uh-huh then my mom ended up moving to flagler when i was like around twelve same time i started surfing and Uh that was super close to the beach so it was just like after that i started seeing other kids surf too and stuff so it just made me want to surf more
0: now when you first started surfing were you were you jumping on short boards were jumping on Um,
2: my first board was actually like a little egg so Uh I initially started riding like little single fins and just fun shapes and shit like that, messing around. Then, um, kind of started getting into shortboarding too and rode a shortboard for like three years almost and just Uh like only shortboarding. Yeah. And then would log when it was super small. Then I realized logging's really fun. Yeah, how did you, like what turned
0: you on to logging? I don't know. I just like getting
2: fast. Honestly, you can get fast on a log. It's just fun. You know, I honestly just like riding whatever works best Mm -hmm. for but... Well, it's interesting because uh, it's not something you would typically think about
0: riding in Florida. Yeah. So it's
2: definitely, yeah. No, it's like Florida's Florida's sick. Honestly, it's like super punchy little beach breaks. The thing that's better than out here in California, it's like our waves. It's like it can be one foot and still have like some push to it. Where yeah. it, when it's like two to three foot here, it kind of just super slopey. And it's like, like yeah, mushy. Weird, yeah, you feel like you're surfing like really mushy, like. Oh, know, yeah. yeah. No, no, I know so, you're talking about. Yeah, back home, like, even during the hot dogger and stuff when it, it it was fun. It That was, like, a fun beach rake and stuff and had a little push. But, like, if it was like that in Florida, it would be, like, little tubos on the beach. Yeah, know, yeah. It would be kind of fun, honestly. It would be sick. I mean, I
0: know just from, like, when I even go to the Somerset and the OBX, like, yeah. it, like it doesn't look like anything. And then yeah. you take a log out there and you're, yeah. like, this thing is yeah, so fast. Yeah, you're and,
2: like, we got all those, like, crazy sandbars that, like, yeah. they'll just be random things that set up and kind of align yeah like won't be breaking anywhere for like 30 miles then you find a one foot wave that's like got a little push to it that's sick especially up in obx and stuff during the summertime dude i've scored the most unreal little rights and stuff Mm up there and just like like it's
0: a it's a gamble though i mean that's the one thing about there and the east coast in general it's like a gamble like we have more consistent surf out here yeah but it's not like i agree with you like like, someone, I sent someone a picture of this, like, sandbar that was breaking in front of our house last year, and they're like, oh, that looks tiny. I'm like, yeah, but it's got push. Yeah, I it's fun. Yeah, yeah, it's
2: like you're stoked on it.
0: I'm in the water like four hours like that, then. Yeah,
2: but, like, for me, when I come to California, honestly, dude, it's just now Like, I trip over Malibu, you know, we have no right points back home. Right. So, there's literally nothing that just, like, sets up the way this wave does.
0: Now, um, how did you first get noticed, like, out
2: on the East Coast? Um. Honestly, I don't even know. I just, I bus- I was busing tables at a restaurant and stuff. And, like, I just surfed always. Uh-huh. I just was super, I'd talk to people. I like talking to people. I like riding different boards and stuff. I ended up uh, meeting the guy, Tom Nielsen, who I ride for back home. Uh-huh. Um, and he's the guy who makes your boards? Yeah, he's all- he makes all my boards and stuff. He's one of the most incredible shapers I've ever met. can make anything. Some of the logs he's been making me recently are fucking unreal dude just like all rolled bottom super fast like mm-hmm. almost just like long displacement holes oh nice and stuff and like kind of so weird. like similar
0: to like what Robbie and them were doing
2: yeah pretty si- I mean it's just that whole Australian aspect of like involvement style mm-hmm. and like getting into like what McTavish was doing and stuff in the 60s and mm-hmm that sort of thing because they were like really just pushing the limit on yeah. nine foot plus boards yeah and like that works good in Florida like punchy beach oh, yeah, 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 yeah. and stuff like it's fun when you can just have an end section and fucking just do a crazy ass uh, turn off of it or whatever yeah but then um I don't even know I was honestly just surfing just sur- kept surfing and stuff then started doing a bunch of contests because you guys I do got, have a lot of in like, a bunch
0: you have like a lot of local contests like yeah it's
2: weird back home it's like so different like our contests aren't as big, but it's like there's money in them, it's funny. You can do, like, a run of contests back on the East Coast and surf, like, one heat, two heats, end up in the final. Then there's, like, a $1,500 purse, and you make, like, 600 bucks or some shit. And yeah, it's kind of you know, crazy That's like,
0: like not a little Like there can nice be track. like A
2: m- couple months spam Where like If you're doing like You do a bunch of contests And stuff And you end up doing good And all of them There's contests with purses Like with five grand And there's like Sixteen people that do it Shit That kind of Yeah So and you're it's, like so, you know, Yeah, it's oh, kind of like no, It's no, cool because it. it's like a bu- Like some random people Do it too But then it's like Honestly, mostly, like, the same old friends that always do it. So it's, like, always the same people in the final, always the same friends surfing, and it's sick. So it's, like, So chill. it's still a fun time. Yeah, we're all hanging out on the beach and stuff, like, having a sick time. So yeah, yeah. It's, like, kind of fun, you know, but it's definitely different the contest back here or here. but Yeah, here I'm, it's just, like, it's, it's like, yeah. obviously a lot more people. It's not, you know. I honestly don't even like contests. Like, contests, I don't even know. Like, every time I surf, I just, like, paddle out, and I'm just... Literally trying to surf so far away from everyone. Yeah, yeah. Then just surf.
0: <laughs> um, you got picked to do the duct tape in Spain. Yeah. How did that go, uh, come about?
2: Um, That was actually from me and Joel were surfing a contest uh, called ECSC back on, and it's in Virginia. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we were doing, like, a, it's, like, called East Coast Surfing Championships. Fans puts it on. It's actually, like, a huge QS. Yeah. Shoreboard event, and just, like, we were surfing out here over the summer, actually, at Malibu. And he was like, "Yeah, I might come out. You should get do that contest. Go out for it." So I ended up like driving up for it and stuff.
3: Uh-huh.
2: And um, we surfed like a semifinal heat together. And then oh, wow. we ended up making the finals together, and it was sick because like me and him had like everybody else in the final like combo. <laughs> and we were just like going back and forth for like solid like 10 minutes getting yeah, waves and stuff that's sick yeah it's sick then he and you know he people like whooped my ass you know that's huh. cool but yeah, he still definitely whooped my ass but it was sick then like after he was just like yeah i'll see you at the next duct tape and i was like what the fuck and like looked at all my friends and like tripped out and i like, i like you know i like didn't believe it at first honestly i was like there's no way i like i was like i can't think i'm actually gonna get invited then yeah like, yeah couple months later, whenever the list came out and stuff, I just, like, tripped out. Couldn't even believe it. it so yeah, I, I remember
0: when, that's when I first heard of you, and then I started looking up videos, and then Asher told me about you and stuff. He's like, oh, no, you got to check him out. And then you came out, what'd you come out, over the summer? Yeah, I was here, here for, here. like, six weeks yeah. over the summer with yeah. my buddy
2: Ryan and Patrick.
0: Yeah, yeah, that whole crew. Yeah,
2: it was so sick.
0: Um, Now, you're saying you don't like doing contests. Do you like traveling, the traveling side of Yeah, that? that's
2: honestly, like, back home, why I can do it is because, like, if you go and, like, you know, whatever you get to go to North Carolina for like a weekend, yeah. you end up making the same money as you did spending up there. So it's like a free little vacation and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's like sometimes I end up doing good in them, so I I kind of always just do them. And it's yeah. like if I did a good in a contest out here and made some money, it's like would have just like paid for my trip, kind of. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's like, like worth yeah, it. it's like worth it to just
0: have
2: fun, huh, doing stuff. It's like. Well, I mean, here you're here
0: on this trip, and you 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 did the hot dogger, and yeah. now you're gonna do Joel's uh, surf.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna do that one next week, and That'll be sick. Which is gonna be kind of yeah, fun. Yeah, that's gonna be super fun.
0: I mean, the heats are insane. Like we were saying before, like I think it's really cool.
2: Yeah, it's sick that like Tyler and Tommy and a bunch of guys are doing it. Yeah, I was just act- honestly like push it. I feel like it pushes everybody else's surfing. And, like, and then it's like cool to get to see like Nick and River and all of them surfing mm-hmm. against and Kyle and. Ben, like all those kids from San Clemente and stuff rip so hard, yeah. Yeah, those kids are nuts.
0: No, I know, I know, like I'm, I'm definitely a frequenter of like uh, yeah. Sano and, and, and uh, Doheny, so I see yeah. them all the time. Yeah, they it. are fucking
2: ill. Yeah.
0: I mean, it seems like a fun event, I'm, I'm stoked on it. Um, what's your favorite thing about coming out here, Ben, to, to surf?
2: Honestly, it's just hanging out with all the people. like. Huh feels like family out here, all my friends and everything, it's like, they're all super good, they all want to take care of me and stuff, it's yeah. which is rad, you know, it's like, feels like, even though I'm only here, like, a couple times a year, and I just met most of them over the summer, mm-hmm. it's like a super, it already feels like a close group of friends. Yeah, just, I think the community is just the like The waves are fun, too, so it's would like, yeah, yeah, yeah that helps. Like,
0: well, I mean, luckily you're coming here, well, like I was saying before, like, we've actually had good waves, Yeah, like, it kind of sucks when yeah. It's not. Yeah, fortunately,
2: but, like, every time I've came to California, it's been on just pumping yeah
0: I mean that was the thing that like Asher when
2: he came to town he's like he came and it was like when one of those wells came and I was like you're kind of lucky yeah you're scoring Asher's the man dude I love that I did I've gone up to OBX like five times uh-huh. and ended up just like partying with Asher because like you the way it, dude, I would go up there and like the waves would just be so flat yeah and like I don't even know why I would drive up to OBX. He just convinced me to come up sometimes and like I'd drive way out of the way to yeah. go see him and hang out with him for a weekend. No, it's separate. a chill it's a chill
0: spot. Yeah. I tell everyone about it. I mean if if my wife and I didn't move here to LA we were gonna move there. Yeah. Like we got married there. Yeah. Know, that's but, um, sick. Yeah, I would go there every summer, we'd rent the house. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful. Like, it's like super chill. Um, Kayton, you work with Katen, right? Yeah. sponsored you. Yeah,
2: I've been riding for Caton for about a year now. Cool. Stuff. So you go to their shop and- Yeah, they have a shop down in LA mm-hmm. too then, um, they're awesome. They're super sick. It's cool riding for somebody that like at least has heritage mm-hmm. oh, in yeah. the surfing community and like it, they definitely have their place. like. It's sick! They are the first board short made, and their board shorts are sick too, which is cool. They like, last forever. I don't like, yeah, I don't like representing stuff that's like I don't support. So
0: yeah, and um, speaking of the board builder, what, what's his name again? Uh, Tom maybe? Nielsen. Tom Nielsen. So you're working really closely with him, and he's making these very yeah, unique. just
2: yeah. We have a couple models that are like going to come out that are pretty much like all involvement uh-huh. boards that are like I'm really excited like see and just see other people ride them because honestly they're just way different than what a lot of people are riding and stuff. And they're kind of funky mm-hmm. but looking, but they work super well.
0: Well, it's interesting. I mean, everyone's in the last like two, I'd say the last like two, three years, everybody's kind of going to that. Yeah, everybody's trip.
2: on a whole new trip, which is sick. Everybody's just trying to get fast and do turns and like experiment yeah. more with longboarding. Like it's not all just nose riding, mm-hmm. like, which is cool. You should surf a wave. You shouldn't just constantly do a nose ride. Like, Dude, ninety percent of the time when I surf here and it's like over chest high, like I don't even do a no- I feel like I never even nose ride right on the way. Like Malibu. Think,
0: I honestly, it's part of the reason that this isn't actually my favorite wave to go surfing at. Like, yeah. because yeah. it's so boring. Yeah. Like, and you just see people all day long just sitting on yeah. the nose, like you can't do that in like a boneyard, you can't do that on the east coast, you can't do that at a Santa. No, you like, gotta get
2: weird and like, yeah. get creative with your surfing.
0: I mean, it's like, you know, I was talking about like Andy surfing the other day and I was like, it's like you know, improv jazz. It's oh, like, dude, it's like how so... shit happens and you just
2: react. Andy is so yeah. not Like yeah. I don't even understand the things he does, it's just kind of nutty.
0: Well he did, we were surfing the other day at Santa and it was like really funny, it's like he was next to me and him and I were both taking off on a wave. And he did this crazy thing where, like, he popped up instantly into a hang 10. Yeah. And, like, right off the pop up, yeah. and, like, arched his back and fucking just, just to get in the wave, and yeah. then, like, started walking really fast. And yeah. then, even River was like,
2: What the fuck was that? He's like, I Dude, don't know. It just it's happened. It's nuts. I don't even understand it. <laughs> it's fucked. It's crazy. Who are some of the people that, um, from, like, that
0: older generation, you know, you're talking about the involvement era, who are some of the people that. Influence you that might not even be around surfing. Nat,
2: I watch a bunch of Nat mm-hmm. for sure. Um, a lot of honestly, my favorite surfers <laughs> all came from Australia. The whole Australian yeah. side of things. Um, so I watched a bunch of old videos, Nat Young and stuff. Uh-huh. Um, so like a lot of those Witzig movies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hell, yeah. Hot generation. Oh my god, dude. Danny That's Hot my crap. That's my crap. Yeah, dude. That's my crap. on that then um billy hamilton too he's got incredible he had just like such a flowy style that was like so different the lines he would draw bob too just what bob was doing in that whole era of things too um there's a bunch of guys back on the east coast too like gary proper yeah um this one guy bob freeman too from back home he was like a huge he's i still see him surfing all the time in Cocoa beach and stuff when i'm around and um I had the pleasure of surfing with Dick a couple of times, too, as well, Dick Katry and Oh, wow. Yeah, before he passed. And, like, because he's from the same area, kind of, I was around growing up as a kid, which is super cool. So, um, kind of just, I love looking back on all those guys. Even the woman's side of surfing, Me Monroe is actually my friend's grandma. Oh, really? Uh, my friend Blaze's grandma, which is that's, so sick, that's so, like, insane. yeah, so crazy when I watch an old video of her, and I'm like, damn, that's my friend's grandma, so rad.
0: Like to to know that
2: that lineage yeah, is there and stuff. Yeah. um Where's your favorite place that you've gone to travel to? Um, my favorite trip was definitely getting to go to Spain, mm-hmm. probably, When did I,
0: you guys? Did you stay for a long time? Yeah,
2: m- yeah. Uh, me and Zach went with uh... Laser Wolf for kate and, and stuff, and it was un. It was just like the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. We got to do link up with Asher a bunch, uh-huh. or um, I mean Ashton a bunch, and. Do a bunch of stuff with him, and which was super cool hanging with him, especially because he's from Florida too. So yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. funny, and like, we got like little things going on that mess people down not that are just funny. Um, it's just beautiful. The culture over there is so different than oh, anywhere yeah. else I've ever been. Uh, the waves were super good too. We didn't end up scoring insanely hard the whole time we were there, it was kind of blown out and like windy,
3: yeah.
2: But it's cool because we got to go see other things and go like take pictures of shit and like just. Go see things you normally wouldn't get to go see. Like yeah. if the waves were going off the whole time, we probably wouldn't have gone and drank wine and gone to like crazy wineries and stuff, you know. So it's almost like a godsend. Sometimes yeah.
0: look, sometimes it's like that. Like sometimes I go on surf trips, dude. It's and, and yeah. like you're like, you know what? Am I going to be bumped that there's no waves? Like let me take advantage. of am somewhere that yeah, I'm not you, from. So
2: like if you're there, you might as well take advantage of it. Yeah, know? and
0: I can could imagine like I'm a big like kind of wine freak so Ooh, I would, I would The imagine.
2: architecture and stuff too. Jeez, was fuck. Yeah. So unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, they're, just they, how advanced it was for the time and stuff mm-hmm. too.
0: Their perspective on a lot of that art stuff
2: was almost because it
0: was. It almost feels like it was in a bubble, like yeah. it was from another dimension. But it makes so much sense to like the landscape uh-huh. like when you look at like nature around and stuff. It like just made so much sense. It does. Um, who are some of the people that you surf with back home?
2: Um, Ryan, Pijima. I have like a solid group of friends. There's like six of us. It's like. My buddy Ryan, Patrick, their brothers, um, Ryan and Patrick Conklin, they're so sick. They're like probably the most like influential people I could ever surf with. Like, it's yeah, awesome. It's just so cool because like it's always sick. Like whenever we all have a session together, it's just see them do the gnarliest things and just create. We all get funky and stuff, and it's sick. Then uh a bunch of my friends like shortboard super hardcore too Uh like my friend forrest rips gnarly like such does the gnarliest power turns and shit Uh just it's cool to watch him how he like draws lines on a shortboard too then he gets like kind of weird and will surf a fish too and draw some funky lines then my buddy Robbie McCormick is gnarly he rides for O'Neill and he's fucked does the craziest airs. so it's like cool we got a whole like mixture of everything and it's like cool to watch Bunch of people. Yeah, because they it.
0: all influence each other. right? Yeah. Like, that's the beauty of, I mean, I think that's the beauty of surfing. Like, people neglect, like, like if you want to put people into buckets, like long border, short border, alternative rider, like, Fishes and stuff like that. We can all look at each other's things and kind of pick up on something and influence it. I think that's a big reason why yeah. it's like kind of fun to surf different boards because yeah. you might go out one day and like ride a fish and be like, you did something on it, and then when you get on yeah. the log, you're like,
2: oh, I want to do something similar, and you do it, and you're like, shit, this yeah. is sick. Like it's cool. My buddy Jamie, like he always logged, uh-huh. but like not, he wasn't super into it. Then like we came out here over the summer and was hanging out and we we're like surfing Santa all the time, and he got so into it. Now he rips so hard now on the log. It's so sick. Rides a twin fin. So it got such a crazy style and like still so rips super hard on the yeah, shortboard yeah. too. So it's it's definitely cool how it like makes you want to ride different boards, you know? Oh, like for sure,
0: I I think that's a big thing too about the involvement. error if you look at it, you know, those guys because they were designing different boards, it was like the the influence was like back
2: and forth. Yeah, I don't. The ideas they were getting and stuff is just so insane. Like
0: it's my. Fa- I mean, it's funny. It's like it's like I vibe on that too. It's like my favorite ever surfing. Like I'm. a Obviously, I have like a green a o tattoo. And yeah, like a, like I love uh, all yeah, that oh shit yeah. and stuff. Um, and those guys were like the one thing I re- I forgot who told me this, but it's I think it's Maddie C who works for McTavish. He was telling me, you know, the thing that's interesting if you really think about it. These guys were designing boards, writing them like twice, and then throwing them out. Yeah, and they were working like they were designs that
3: like just oh, dude, could they fucking were just toss. going ham,
2: dude. They'd like surf a board once and like they're like, okay, good, out, whatever. Yeah. That's the man, yeah. And that's actually like how I ended up like really getting into the whole involvement side really? of things is because when i went to australia uh-huh. um he was super kind and just like ended up talking with him a bunch and i was just about to surf bar and one day and the waves are kind of weird it's kind of funky and like i heard somebody screaming saxon across the parking lot and i was like what and i turned around and saw matt and i was like oh matt what's up um john M. And ended up going to... Uh, he was like, you want to go to the McTowish Factory? Check it out. And I was like, fuck yeah. I was like, let's go. So we went over there and like Bob just happened to be like cutting out oh outlines and stuff. Like, still doing it. Yeah. He was so nice. Talked to him for like two or three hours. And was showing us the craziest templates and just like curves that I've never even seen before. That like, explaining to us. Like, their whole ideas upon things and like what they no, were doing. No, yeah, it's pretty... It's pretty... It's pretty... pretty it's just gnarly. So I mean, the board
0: that I ride is basically based off of something that Matt and Mike Siorio kind of figured out, yeah. like the, like a bunch of the like, measurements are all based off of that. Yeah. Um, I'm going to
2: close this up. Um Sick. What's your favorite break to surf and why? Um, Flagler Beach, back home. It's just fun. It's just home, you know? Uh-huh. But besides that, it's definitely Malibu when I'm here. I just triple. I don't even know. I trip over this way. It's Yeah, I don't even know, it's just so different, but Flagler Beach is like, it's just home, you know. No place like this. Like, every time I get back from a surf trip, first session I have back home, it could be the shittiest session ever, and I'm just like, ah, this is sick. Back home, like, it's bad. No, it's like being
0: in your own bed. Awesome. Well, uh, thanks for sitting down. Yeah,
2: dudes, I'm so glad you got to do this. Yeah, and have fun at the contest. Yeah, thanks.
0: Thanks to Saxon for sitting down with us and talking. He's such a good kid. Uh, I love how he surfs. It's almost the same thing I equate to when I was growing up. And skaters from the the northeast coast would come to California and skate. When I see him come from you know Florida shitty dumpy waves and skate and surf something that's like absolutely perfect like San O or a Malibu, it's amazing to watch like how surprised people are at first at how well they surf. But it's because if you surf the waves that they had to surf that are so shitty, you wouldn't be able to do shit. And it's it used to happen like that in New York and skating, like we'd get these pros come from the West Coast and they'd be like, oh my God, I can't even like roll down this thing. There's like cracks everywhere. And meanwhile, they'd see video footage of like Huff and Keenan and Gino and these guys like rip, ripping it apart. And I equate the same thing. So I get really excited when like East Coast surfers come out to LA and just kill Malibu. And he's been one of them. So hope you guys dug the interview. Without further ado, I'm gonna get into some tracks and then check in with you guys in a little bit. Peace!
4: Niggas tally up, paid hey, yo, live crew meeting. layin' in the lab with robes, of flyin' we Weeho, all niggas eatin', Racketball gangsters, unleash the law, straight up colorful drawers, bad whores on the weekend, eating raw, style like flounder, Fucking with mine on how we design, my niggas might find ya, playin' in the tropics, big thick shit on park, the way his clocks look, niggas on topics, moving out, colored Durango's, picture me broke. that's like picture rich niggas with the same clothes. Or rich niggas with the same code You can catch cruising Four on a ship Fully equipped On a star tack Calling a bitch I'm what you get When that absolute And Hennessy mix Ultimate, ultimate bullshit, my whole clique Ultimate, ultimate Rubber dub Ass in the club Showing me love Saying peace to the niggas that thug I got the drugs And the 38 Snub no, Striking up holes. Baby girls Build a drink on my clothes The new Jebos Louis Rick Hot nicks Nigga, what's happening Ain't shit Holding my dick Smoking a clip Thanks for asking Mashing The latest fashion Dance floor packed in whites, blacks and Latin hey. All in together together For worse or better Now I put it down Whether it's Matthew Method Or Method Can rock Skate Roll Bounce I'm bound to Wreck your body And say turn the party, party. Yeah. All magazines live Fly life we live The lingo is the ledge Y'all niggas know Hot niggas red set Light in the purple And the new legs trifle and worthless murder Everything that move On is set I better pay
5: big mama For using this lyric. I better pay big mama
4: For using this lyric. I, I better pay big mama For using this lyrics I better pay big mama For using this lyrics And my mouth Stay dry cause I swallowed the struggle I might connect you to a VCR after they plug you I'm not a gangster. and I hate thugs too I'm just a nigga that paint a picture without a paintbrush too Without a paintbrush too Bulletproof wallets 20 G kitchen sets made out of Korea Top C of to be a lot to see a rocks. Not we read up behind the stove Actions how Maria popped Leah Cursed out Leah Burst out of purse with the you deer From Starks' tizzeria Peace hate the beer uh-huh. Especially when the shots ring off in slow motion When your head hit the meter You lost two leaders At the scene case, Peter. Peter slid through Shook him down for his reefer James chased Teresa with a hatchet on Easter Two murders in the hood We call it the w- Watch how I eat this freak the best teacher yeah. after prayer with the preacher. I get seed in the bleaches. In your girl, I might eat her. I'm a lover, not a biter. I still catch a four feature. Be as good as the rest of them, or as bad as the words. So don't hate me. You better move over, yeah. You fucking Motherf- idiot. Yo, uh-huh, Wallace, motherfucker, that's right. All my shit is bulletproof. Slew for them bulletproof for projects. Yeah. Bulletproof wallets. Stuck feet good. Rag- you heard, you bird ass Sh- niggas. Word.
6: Y'all niggas ain't got a chance. chance, chance, chance.
4: You know them stakes is high, we we'll be talking about God. Them is high, you know them stakes is high, we we'll be talking about God Focal point bringing damage to your borough. Uh-huh. Be some brothers from the east with the beats that be thorough. Got the solar gravitation, so I'm bound to pull it. I gets down like brothers are found, ducking from bullets. Gun control means using both hands in my land. Yeah. it's all about the cautious live man, uh-huh. migrating to a higher form of consequence. Compliments I'm struggling that shouldn't be notable. Man, every word I say should be a hip hop moment. I'm sick of bitches shaking asses. I'm sick of talking about blood, sick of Versace glasses, sick of slang, sick of half ass award shows, sick of names brand clothes. Sick of r b bitches over bullshit tracks. Cocaine uh, oh, and cracks which bring sickness to blacks. Sick of swolehead rappers with they sickening raps. Claps and gaps making the whole sick world collapse. The facts are getting sick I stick hats. a push to make a bundle to escape the synapse Man, life can get all up in your ass, baby You better work it out uh-huh. Now let uh-huh. me tell you what it's all about uh-huh. A skin not considered equal A meteor has more right than my people Who be wasting time screaming who they've hated Word. That's why the native tongues has officially been reinstated Five, Yeah Fire Stakes is high Hi, You high. know them stakes is high Hi, they're When they're high. you talking about When we dealing with them five, six, five. five, six, five, hey six, five, that love. Yo, it's about love of cars, love of Lovin' to love mad sex, loving to love guns Love for opposite, love for fame and wealth Love for the fact of no longer loving yourself, kid uh-huh. We living in them days of the man-made ways Where every aspect is vivid Word. These brothers no longer talk shit, hey, yo, these yo, these niggas, niggas livin' About to give it to you 24-7 on the microphone Plug one, plug translating on, the plug zone plug one, No yo. offense to a player, but yo, I don't play And if you take offense fuck, you got to be that way J.D. Dub show your up? love what you up? got to What's say up? I say jeans are make you niggas out of high regard And niggas dying for it nowadays ain't hard Investing in fantasies and not God Welcome to reality, see time is hard People try to snatch the credit but can't claim the card Showing out in videos saying they co-starred See shit like that'll make your mama cry Better watch the way you spend it cause the stakes is high You know them stakes is high when you're dealing with the It's hot. Check it. I think that smiling in public is against the law Cause love don't get you through life no more It's who you know and how you son And how you getting in and who the man holding he up And how was the skins and how high Yo what up Huh? I heard you call the body Seem like every man and woman shared a life with John Gotti But it. they ain't organized Mixing crimes with life enzymes Taking the big yeah. scout route And niggas no doubt Better than they know they daughters and they sons oh, wow. Yo people go through pain And still don't gain positive contact Just like my main man who got other Cleaning up his physical influence. Uh-huh. His mind got congested. He got the non-influent. Neighborhoods are now hoods. Cause nobody's neighbors, just animals. Surviving with that animal behavior yeah. under eye. We'll be rhyming from dark to light sky. Experiments, the needles and skin connect. No wonder where we live is called the projects. When the mistakes are high, you damn sure try to do anything to get the piece up the top. Electrify, even die for the cash. But at last, you be out, even though you're wanting more. This issue was is closed like an elevator door, but soon we open once we get to the next floor. Oh,
7: Skippa-trippin' in my mind Ego, Ego Skippa-trippin' in my mind Ego, Ego Skippa-trippin', trippin', trippin', trippin' trip trip Ego, Ego I got one, you got one, and now we equal Sometimes it makes you trip out on your people Sometimes it has connotations of evil Sometimes niggas call on it when they need you Let's call it To really make it something positively stated. Some may hate it, and some may overrate it It's a top story and you rarely see a trend So all your psychoanalysts pull out your pad and pen It's called they Come up with an idea, and no one seems to get it And every time you mention it, they stare like you're two headed But one day in your cubicle, your idea really comes to view Your boss is walking by, he sees it too, and he takes it from you She puts you on the aces, of all the stripper places. It has the kind of clientele where niggas trickle very well You beggar, and you pleader, and you tuck away your ego She knows you need the chicken, and you know that she's your people They call you fat and lazy. The commentary crazy They photoshopped your face on the box of McCormick gravy And now they're in the inner voice The ego make you get wavy Change your diet, hit the gym and say what were you saying to me? The ego makes you do it, it makes you face the music or run away from life so fast that you'll outsprint colour It has you think you're deceptive ways of being our truest have the prettiest brown eyes but you change the shit since the fluest ego Celebrated genius, my dick game's the meanest I'll take the girl that's augmented, knew me as invented I'll take the biggest house in Calabasas Anyone for Michael Phelps swimming classes You need it when you're ballin', equally when you're fallin' Or when those kids in school on your locker they get to scrawlin' Epitaphs that's racist and stupid and mean in nature Something that can make you feel stronger when people hate ya Eagle, Eagle. can make you violent, or govern like a tyrant Or switch your dictionaries word from vibrant to vibrant right. Fool the thirsty people sell them tap water and models Fool the girl with NYU scholarship now she models Eagle has no ending, has people pretending Religious zealots get pellets cause God's loaded defending This is the last Tribe and our ego hopes that you felt us and closing for our ego. We know only God can help us. Ego, ego, I got a ego, 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 I got a mind, ego, ego, I got a mind, ego, ego, I got a mind, ego, I got a ego, 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 I got ego, 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 ego,
5: Sean Christ, King Kong in the place Big gun, watch the bullet bing bong in your face Murdered the bastard, emergency surgery plastic Face reconstruction when the eight heat and something uh, touch you bad when you hit with the hard hog P, my knuckles drag when the guard walk I ain't old school, I ain't new school I'm a up with the tool that pop out I'm the shit up in my hood I had three wishes, I wish that a nigga would Step in your guard, when guard step, I step on your squad Imperious Rex, the best definition, definition of, God. of God I swing things hurtin' God body, aka the King James Version playing my shit, at the same time hating my shit Don't play with your bitch, I make your bitch play with my dick I'm the King X Rock, the Viz, none hot. You fuck better than me <laughs> <laughs> Nigga I'm nothing to play with Kneel down, kiss the ring I'm the king acts rock There is none hot, yeah. fuck rhymes better than me Nigga Nigga I'm nothing to play with God mighty, A.K.A. The King James I used to dispose raw behind my mom's back And she lived on the first floor Her yours, I heard your feelings Phillip get hurt Gun bursts and earth is Big, big. Appetites for destruction savage life might strike and die, give you front, give you front. Write something, never polite, ignite the mic, slice something, loop for curl. Rapping like a cute for a girl, my earl, you Duke. now you be the duke of the earth. Listen, don't make dollars, it don't make sense. I do McDonald's dumb balls, don't make sense, no, sense no. The education is all right, price education, the medication in long nights. Nice. Smoking the pancake, no grunkers I'm and a lot of don't broke ahead The King acts rock, the fisk none hot yeah Flock rum better than me nigga Nigga from nothing to play with Kneel down kiss the rings Ah The king acts rock the fisk none hot yeah Flock rum better than me Nigga Nigga from nothing to play with God body aka the King James version king James. The <laughs> The crowd, the the the, the crowd is
4: mine. The crowd the the the, the crowd the the, 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 the crown is mine. This is so crazy. Say hello to the masters on behalf of the class masters. We showed up, ski masters, picks and asses, the murder asses. Lift up our glasses and watch your palaces burn to ashes Fucking fascists Who the fuck are you to get 50 lashes? All cause I'm motivated, stimulated, never smoking, simulated, happy and burning hashes Dilla Killer killer did with them like you, squill and get them, hit them, got them, shot them and flip the mattress Woo! I'm the man bitch, got big ideas, got plans to rock and Bill Gates and the ghost of Jobs, yeah I said that I'm in it. I ain't flinching it. March on, and it. Run through a motherfucker's face like ignorant In it, in domain, in We the preeminent, killing it, winning it, Spittin' it, ready raw rap shit, rhyme ridiculous. Enemy grave, he digging it. Then we pissing it. Us go the hell we been in it, getting it. I'm the fucking tits, I hold no regard for no fucking myth. I live half my life to give half my cash to these half men in They got half a heart, they give half a fuck, they got half the guns I got half an hour, I burn half a pound and I have to run Killers of the earth get scared. you do not get one word You do not live for the hurt, even you lyrics sir. Better all kick to the curb, that is my word Back in the beer, I timeline zip No wins for the kid or shit, I got curved In the bears they rip, I'm a bitch so sick But the clock is lit, the whip swerve. It's like nothing I broke, can't stand a scope In the booth of this road, like better ass Pope on a play date Better call day. baby I spray, I'm an AK Played and played it. I'm serving their meat in the table. cane and April. Deaths and run Running tools to make life Hey, hey, Jack, Hey, kids. Where I can take when I arch attack, I'll that. Birds on deck, that's an egg flow. Make the night your head. Why your grammar yeah. blows? You in check? My words facts like insect. Having yeah. incest? I ain't in check. Like payday on a Thursday and it's Wednesday. Intense? You, yeah. you bouquet? You menstruate? Yeah. That pussy all in your template? Yeah. These
0: What is up everybody thanks for joining us for volume 46 of the bodega Border group podcast hope you guys are sitting back relaxing or driving your car heard from a lot of people recently that i've been part of their commute which is kind of scary to me because my commute consists of listening to howard stern and other random podcasts and so i guess now i'm one of those people to some people which is kind of awesome so thank you for doing that uh, but let's do a little housekeeping. This is the Bodega Border Crew podcast, volume 46. Make sure to check out our site, crew.com, for merch, our blog, recaps of episodes, random stuff that I put up there, our team members, that kind of thing. Make sure to check us out on Instagram, at crew. Also, if you want to see the full track description of this episode, go to bodegabordercrew.podbean.com, or you can look at the full description on your iTunes player so i want to start highlighting some smaller brands that are contributing to the surf culture and one of them is this brand called the bend the bend started by molly and bryce based out of san pedro with a core beginning in highlighting surf history in the south bay which a lot of people don't realize the surf industry basically started here you know a lot of people like to claim surf city up and down the coast but quite frankly the original factories the original the first real surf shop was basically in this general area and they've built their clothing line on highlighting that as well as a unique manufacturing process that's very appropriate for the time so without further ado here's a little chat with them and i uh, hope you guys dig it
8: my name is bryce Lowe white and i'm from the south bay california okay
9: and I'm Molly Low White, and I am also from the South Bay.
0: Oh, so you guys both grew up?
9: Yeah.
8: Okay, so
0: where did you grow up?
9: Uh, right here in Palsfordy. We went to high school together.
0: Oh my God, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah, so
9: oh. we've been together for quite some time. Oh, wow, <laughs> so you guys
0: are like a high school story.
9: Yeah.
8: Yeah. 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 We knew each other as kids.
0: That's pretty awesome. I did, I had no idea. Um, so Bryce, your background is in photography, correct?
8: Yeah, definitely. Um, I started shooting photos basically straight out of high school, um, and all I knew was surfing, so that's that's what I did, and my dad gave me uh, like a basic DSLR camera, and uh-huh. I just started shooting my friends surfing, and didn't go to college, and kind of just pursued surf photography, which is against uh, the advice of everyone out there, yeah, like there's they're no they're money to, yeah. to be made, but um, I made it work and it was amazing. I'm stoked, no no uh, regrets on taking that path and that kind of snowballed into everything that I'm doing now.
0: And you worked at Surfer?
8: Yeah, I, I uh, got hired at Surfer in 2011, uh-huh. so as assistant photo editor uh-huh. under Grant Ellis. Oh, well, cool. Um, I kind of had a freelance relationship working with them and um, Grant brought me on uh, then and and, the, and I also had some video experience I was actually editing for Fuel TV at night okay. and shooting photos by day Whoa. so when they brought me on I got to kind of bring all my experience into Surfer and, and so I was kind of assistant photo editor on the magazine side but also producing surf films and kind of starting to get web series off mm-hmm. the ground and, and uh yeah, we just took it and kind of rolled with it, and had a huge uh, support by, you know, the editors, and we really—it was really in that transition where like digital and web and like you know sponsored branded content was like kind of early on, really, and we were we were like really trying to figure it out like project by project. So, um, yeah, it was a great experience, and and um, I took you know eventually. I saw the video stuff pick up steam, and um, when Surfer moved even further south to Carlsbad, I was like, I want to, you know, I want to do video full time. So mm-hmm. I stopped doing the magazine side, and then I did about two years just full-time video production.
0: Um, One of those series that they have on their site instead.
8: So. Yeah, yeah. I did a, a couple really cool series, like the Now series we did with Visla. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did a documentary called The the Cradle of Storms, which was this exploratory Chris Burkard Ben Wyland trip to the Aleutian Islands in Alaska where mm-hmm. they just scored unseen, like uncharted territory and. Got to tell that whole story, and Alex Gray was like a figure in that, and he was a huge. He was he's from our local area here in the South Bay. And he uh, basically was the one I started shooting with, so it was cool to like from the start shooting Alex just at our local beaches and being able to tell that story like all the way through. You know these exotic surf trips he was going on and kind of using Surfer as our platform. So like full uh, circle, the way. Yeah. Which is it, pretty awesome. Yeah, it was cool. So. Um, eventually I, I took the took the leap into the commercial world so currently I'm at an ad agency in El Segundo directing commercials and oh, cool. doing more web web series content branded content. I mean that's so, where it's
0: going now right? Like it's not even broadcast anymore it's like pretty much like like all the, all the agencies are doing that kind of stuff.
8: Yeah basically every brand wants a pitch on how to tell their story on social how to tell mm-hmm. their story on web no one's focused on like Trying to necessarily even do a TV commercial or anything, you know? No,
0: it's it's, a, it's about telling the story. Yeah. It? And your experience is originally in apparel, is that correct?
9: Yeah. So um, I went to school for merchandising and design, mm-hmm. um, and while I was in school, I don't know, just growing up around here, there wasn't a ton to do, and so we spent so much time at the beach, um, and I just kind of always knew that even though i wanted to work in the apparel world i didn't want to be in like high fashion Mm -hmm. um i was more geared towards like action sports and like Mm -hmm. the surf industry and so i interned for um quicksilver in the roxy swim department for my last couple semesters in school oh that's
0: that's awesome experience
9: yeah it was really cool um and it was a really small department and Mm -hmm. so even though i was an intern i got to be Pretty hands-on for you know what I've seen in my later years like Mm -hmm. how much interns are like given control at some of those companies so um it was rad and I knew during that time that like I needed to do that like that Mm -hmm. was exactly where I wanted to be and unfortunately um, I really wanted to be a quick it was just such a rad environment there Um, but it was during that time when they were doing a lot of layoffs, actually, yeah, and yeah. so, like, for an intern, like, I'd be sitting there and they'd have these rounds of layoffs and people would come out, like, crying, and so it was, like, clear that there was not space for me. are yeah.
10: <laughs> <You're laughs> like, I but, see the writing on the wall, uh, this is not going to yeah, happen.
9: Yeah, yeah, but, um, I was lucky, right out of school, I got a job at, um, Fox, but it was in e merchandising, mm-hmm. so it wasn't hands-on with like the development of the clothing at all it was more like you know shooting it afterwards and and putting it all up online and analyzing the sales there and so um it was cool and it was really good experience um but at the end of the day like i just wanted to be involved in the design process more and so I left Fox after a couple years and ended up at Vans in the men's oh, apparel okay. department. Yeah, and that was incredible. <laughs> um, I was one of the men's merchandisers over there, so mm-hmm. I got to be super, you know, involved in the entire like design process, working with the designers and seeing everything through production, and you know, working with sales after the fact to analyze all that, and it was just. It was amazing. I loved it. It was so rad. Was like, it
0: when it was in the warehouse? Is It like- It was
9: when it was in Cyprus, actually. So oh, it was okay. like right before they moved over to Costa Mesa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that happened right after I left, actually. Um, so I was there for a couple years in Cyprus, which is nice. It's a little closer to here. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> Driving saying, all the way yeah, to yeah, Costa yeah. Mesa. Um, but, yeah, it was cool to work for like such an iconic brand like mm-hmm. that and be like walking around and see just random people everywhere you go and like you know know the name of the shirt that they're wearing yeah, and yeah. like just know how much time went into that it was always awesome i mean even with what we're doing now i don't know that it'll ever get to that <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> maybe maybe but i mean it was just it's cool like all the different people that that brand touched, you Mm -hmm. know, it means a lot to a lot of different people.
0: So did you learn a lot about the manufacturing process with your time there?
9: Yeah, I mean, it's definitely so different from, you know, starting a small company Mm -hmm. because they're so established, like they're using big time manufacturers Mm -hmm. um, and factories. So, but I did learn a lot about the development process and just about, you know, kind of forecasting where you need to go and kind of designing into these like buckets, I guess, like filling a void and, mm-hmm. and how to, you know, what goes into it when you take it from just a, a sketch to actually being a completed garment. Mm-hmm. So it definitely, I, I wouldn't know where to start if it weren't for yeah, yeah. that.
0: <laughs> Which is awesome. I mean, it's yeah. like, so how did you guys decide to start your own thing, The Bend? What was the catalyst for that? Well,
9: so So I've always wanted to have my own brand. Mm -hmm. Um, That's kind of always been a big goal of mine. And I've had a million different ideas for like what that would be. Mm -hmm. And I think just with my early experience, I really loved the whole swimwear side of things. Mm -hmm. And I always thought that I was going to try to go like that route Mm -hmm. more. Um, And I had never even considered men's clothing until I I worked at Vans in the men's department um, and even then I, I don't think that I knew necessarily that like down the line I was going to want to do my own thing in menswear but um, I left Vans and I just had this really strong desire to, to start our own thing. We were doing some traveling so we were going to like have a little time to lay low and I just wanted to build something up of my own. And we kind of started tossing around this idea for the bend um and i think it was just bryce is super into like surf history mm-hmm. and he can speak more to that in a minute but he got really into it at one point <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah.
9: and we have
0: it's a wormhole that's really easy to go down. yeah yeah
9: exactly i've always yeah yeah we have so many books all yeah. over and it was really like he was looking through all of this stuff and he was kind of like so tuned into just like this image that they, you know, project. Just like the culture that they had back then. And I was looking at these books that he, you know, had scattered all over our house, just thinking about how timeless all of their clothes were. And I was just like we gotta fuse this somehow mm-hmm. and like bring this bring this into the now, I guess.
8: Yeah. I think yeah, Molly I saw her draft and design and concept like six to eight brands probably like she was always so creative and always wanted to do something but you know girls clothing I I didn't really I couldn't really get behind I didn't know how to tell that story mm-hmm. but um, yeah I've always been in the history side of surfing and, and I think surfer plays a huge part of that because we had you know the archives of Of surfing at our fingertips Mm -hmm. to flip through you know magazines and and photo archives and stuff and then tapping into these books I'll just sit and you know just kind of get nostalgic or whatever you want to call it like looking at you know when surfing started in California is really what fascinates me and and I think a cool thing that we both started discussing and that's kind of Documenting these books is that back then they didn't have clothes to wear down at the beach, you know, mm-hmm. and, and these guys were making all their own clothes and they look rad. Like you look at the books and you see those photos from that era in the 30s and 40s, and they're just wearing really simple, timeless apparel, you know, mm-hmm. that they m- made for them, made for them and their friends. Um, so it's just really cool to kind of start that discussion from. Um, surf history and me you know, my interest in the culture side and then Molly really looking into detail after we kind of noticed the clothes and everything to like, you know no one's really like telling this story or like creating a timeless brand that can like speak to the history of like the first generation of California Mm -hmm. surfers I feel like a lot of people get stuck and they, they think that Surfing started in California in the 50s, which the industry did, you know, everything did really start then. But um, before then, in the 30s, before the war kind of took surfing off the map, there was the earliest surf culture um, with just, you know, a handful of guys up and down the coast, Mm -hmm. um, just basically pioneering like the lifestyle that we all still You know, strive to kind of connect to Mm -hmm. um, even though it's so much different now so I think um, for the bend what we want to do and kind of how we we see it is kind of just pulling inspiration and story from that era um, and then piecing it together today where you know it's changed we're not trying to replicate that era Mm -hmm. but like there's still that timeless nature in surfing and moments here and there and Mm -hmm. glimpses of it that we really want to focus on
0: yeah, because it's not like aesthetically you're copying it. It's not like you're looking at that and being like, "Oh, we're doing a copy." But you're doing your modern interpretation of that concept, mm-hmm. exactly. which is great. Which is like it does come across. It's like there's definitely like a historical, but timelessness comes across a lot. Um, what when you when you had the concept, you were kind of like, "This is the idea we w- want to do." How did you devise like the manufacturing process? Because your manufacturing process is unique in the st- in the sense that you're using dead stock fabric yeah like where did that come from
9: so basically again it's like digging into this whole historical aspect of this era that we're inspired by Um, back then you know there was there was no surf shop like Mm -hmm. they they were literally like Doc Ball who is I mean everyone has seen his photos it's (laughs) whether they know it or not he's like one of one of the first, I mean Tom Blake I guess was the first official surfing photographer mm. but Doc Ball really like took that and ran with it and was pretty much the first guy that like really dedicated his life to to documenting the culture and he, um, he would sew his own board shorts and sew them up for you know his friends down there right here at the Cove. Um, he started the palos verdes surfing club and so they were sewing their own like team jackets and their own board shorts in you know these small batches and we just thought that that was like so cool like you know where all these brands now are doing these like mass market like we're making thousands of units Mm -hmm. of this and you know you see people You go to these events where everybody's kind of dressed up and you'll end up seeing like people in the same thing and we just kind of wanted to get away from that and thought that that was so cool, like how everything was handmade and kind of more like a Mm one-off and so we wanted to replicate that with our model in the sense that, I mean, we're not doing truly one-off pieces, but everything is made in, in limited batches basically, so we're getting this fabric that is basically, would otherwise be sent off to a landfill. It's kind of like the scraps that are Mm -hmm. left over from these bigger companies. And we're upcycling that and turning it into our clothes. And so we have, you know, rather than having this huge line with all these different styles, we're keeping a pretty small and tight library of styles. Mm but we're reintroducing it over and over again in these new fabrics mm-hmm. and only releasing a certain amount of them at a time because we only have enough fabric to mm-hmm. you know release anywhere from you know we have a pair of pants where there's 8 of them and there's you know I think the most we've made of anything is 22 units of a shirt so everything's unique and chances are you're not going to run into somebody else which wearing really, the exact same thing. <laughs>
0: which is really nice. I, I think it was something I had talked to you guys before about it. Like, it's nice that there could possibly be only two larges of, mm-hmm. a, of a particular thing. You're like, well, I'm going to be one of the people that wears it, and the other person is God knows who it's going to be. Hopefully, yeah. I, hopefully, I don't run into that. Yeah. How much How much fabric, like yardage, are you guys usually like seeing as as dead stock? Like, how much is the typical amount that you run into?
9: Um. Well, it's possible to, to get... Uh, quite a bit depending on where you're going to get it um you know we're usually picking up about 30 yards max of any given fabric like and you know we've picked up bolts where there's only 13 yards on okay. it and so we're just kind of like we're more guided towards rather than trying to pick a bolt that has the most fabric so that we could make you know 30 mm. units it's i feel more passionately about like this is such a cool fabric. Mm. I think it's kind of cooler if we can only make five pants out of it, oh, and then like that, a ton. Yeah. So we're more um, picking based off of like fabric interest, I guess, yeah. as opposed to like how much is available.
0: Well, you're kind of finding treasures, right, in the yeah. of going to go into these places and you're kind of finding something You're like, oh my God, this is amazing. There's, yeah. there's 13 yards. Awesome. Yeah. Like even better. Like, yeah. In LA, it's like, great. Exactly. This, this is like, this is all we're going to do. Yeah and so you guys do your your pants you have your shirts your button-down shirts and Mm -hmm. you have t-shirts that you do and some other accessories right
9: yeah so our t-shirts aren't aren't the upcycled model um like that but it's those are all organic cotton so 100 percent gmo free pesticide free herbicide free and then we're using water-based inks Mm -hmm. um instead of you know, Plastisol inks, it's Mm -hmm. a little better for the environment, and then um, everything there, so everything is made in LA, so the t-shirts are cut and sewn in LA, Um, our cut and sew stuff is all done here in LA, I'm sourcing all of the fabric around here, and then for our tees, all of like the trims, and we've got a couple that are embroidered, and then, you know, our screen printing, we've actually taken that even closer to home, and have found people in the south bay Um, so it's not just about you know sustaining you know sustainability is an initiative for us both like environmentally and then also like we want to sustain our local economy as well and like just kind of handing out jobs to to artisans that are around here is also pretty important to us we'd like to eventually like be able to have our own kind of vertically integrated company where we, you know, have our own manufacturing here and we're able to employ our own people like right here in the South Bay, um, to up everything for us. That's interesting.
0: Yeah. Uh, one of the big parts of your guys' company is you know, you're telling a story from the history side of things and with your launch, you did this, uh, video piece on the Leroy Grass archives how did that come about
8: um so that came about because we were basically brainstorming this idea and it's like how how do we tell this story you know as authentically as possible and it all started right here in the south bay really so i obviously knew of Leroy Granis, and we were kind of, the first idea was like kind of talking about maybe doing a photo tee or somehow incorporating these old photos. Mm -hmm. Um, But it kind of evolved. I ended up just from a friend of a friend getting John Granis's contact who's Leroy's son and kind of followed his dad through his whole photography career, you know, um, as kind of his younger son and um, John, we just like hit it off really, and, and John basically holds the key to the entire archive of not only his father's photography, which spanned from 59 uh, to like the, you know, late 70s ish, mm. but um, his father's best friend was Doc Ball, who documented Leroy's life and his surfing life, the surf culture that. Basically, Leroy and his friends, and Doc Ball were all doing around this area. Mm-hmm. Doc Ball's archive spans from early 30s to about the mid 40s, and and when Doc passed away, he he uh, gifted or signed in his will that all his images would go to the Granis family. Wow! Um, so basically, I didn't know any of this. All like, right. I was just I so it basically evolved from just getting an intro to John um, and then just basically getting to know him he's a really cool guy I you know I think of him as a friend now and um, from just a simple binder in his in his uh, you know under his bed we uh, you know he he loved how I was so interested in it and we ended up taking a trip to the official Grannis archive which is in this 1915 old Hollywood building out in Hollywood where they keep all the old original silent films, it's all climate controlled, it's like it's like this historic treasure of a building. Um, so like we basically poured in there and, and the video series takes us um, through literally the scratch of the surface. Mm-hmm. of this collection um, where where there's just binders and binders of these 8x10 prints that Doc and Leroy developed themselves at their, you know, garage dark rooms, but even more than that, there's thousands, hundreds of thousands of slides that haven't been printed or haven't been seen, so um, it was cool because John was you know he's just as interested in it in the history because he lived it with his dad and Mm -hmm. and to see his passion kind of bouncing off of my interest and he him sharing these stories with me Mm -hmm. um i just felt like it was a super powerful kind of story that you know leroy grants story has been told a lot of ways but john was here you know working with these photos like flipping through the to the archive. I didn't scan anything. I wanted to tell it like in a very tactile way. Mm-hmm. Um, and he shared stories and we shot and and um, we put the put the series up and it's had a pretty good response and I and I hope that people can, you know, it's a it's a pure storytelling thing. I I just want people to know the story, you mm-hmm. know? I think people get stuck in um, knowing Leroy Granis's work and as amazing as it was, it started kind of the surf industry as we know it. But Leroy was part of the first generation of surfers ever in California. And that was actually documented by Doc Ball. So that's a really rare story. And it's just, it was pretty surreal actually to be in front of all that history and like consuming it and Mm -hmm. and just being able to tell the story. So, um, And I still have so much, so many more questions. Yeah.
0: How many parts was the series?
8: So the series was three parts, um, which kind of developed naturally. I, I I had a concept, but it changed over time because John had a couple um, photos at his house, and I thought that was kind of where we were going to stop. Yeah. But with all my, you know, interest, he was like, you know what? I want to take you to the archive. Like, I'm. I've probably only taken two people there in my life. Like, do you want to go with me? I'm like, yeah. "Yes?" Like, it's like a vault. It's like it's it, it is the vault. So like I'm like, "Are you serious? Like you're going to take me?" Like he's like, "Let's go." You know, he was super stoked. So we eventually went up there and then the the next the so the first part is at John's house, just a small little selection. And then the 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 two um, following parts are actually in the archive where we, we kind of dig a little deeper into one folder of Doc Ball's work, which is the 30s, early 30s, oh, wow. in the South Bay, Hermosa, Palos Verdes Cove. They're, you know, they're making their own redwood boards. Everything was self. They were 100% self-reliant on each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, and the, and another interesting thing too is, is like it was the great depression like they were dirt poor but they were going down to the cove they had abalone lobster fish they they would literally just put up a tent on the beach bring their entire entourage down there cook up a bunch of veggies in a pot throw the fish throw the lobster in there have a full on stew like they were eating better than anyone else they were yeah. eating like kings <laughs> yeah they were full on eating like <laughs> Not kings <paying> for it. <laughs> yeah and like, they didn't even—they didn't even realize that what this was gonna do once, like, and Doc Ball is just documenting the whole thing, you know. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't think they realize what this was actually gonna project on, like, you know, the next generation, the next generation, all the well, way. Well, I don't think any,
0: anybody does in those circumstances. I mean, you could take anything like skateboarding, surfing, like all those kind of things. Like when you're in the moment, you're just doing it for the love of it, right? Mm-hmm. You're just—I mean. I saw yeah. I saw it in the New York City skateboarding. scene, but we only had like 25 of us who skated on, on in New York. Yeah, you like I totally get that. Like it's like, well, we didn't give a shit what it was gonna. Have. Ten years from now, we were just doing it for the love of it. But it is amazing to see that. Yeah, you know, so so the fact though that it's documented documented is even more special. Definitely. Um, but you guys are telling that story as a way to reinforce your brand as well as tell it, you know. Uh, what are some of the other things that you're working on in terms of content to sell your brand? Like, are you working on anything with like your team writers?
8: Yeah, definitely. I'm definitely focused on building a crew of guys. Uh, we call them our members, um, and I want to tell their stories. I've been laser focused on this series, and now that it's it's finished, we just released the last one, um, the third one this week. Um, I'm putting together a crew of guys like Chris Hall and Will Allen and um, a kid from, they're both from the South Bay and a kid from Costa Mesa, T.J. Blue, and what I see in them is is a reflection mm-hmm. of what I'm pulling from all this kind of history and, and like the simplicity of their style and the simplicity of their lifestyle mm-hmm. um, is the reason why I think they, they fit with us so well. and, and I look forward to telling their their story more, um, and and I and I've seen that too. Like with with Surfer, it was cool because you're basically kind of finding these stories, finding these characters, and you're telling their stories in the pages of these magazines. And that's what Surfer magazine is. It's really a relationship between the creators and the surfers. So so that's what I want to do with the Bend. Is really kind of kind of tell our own story the way that we want to tell it with these characters Um, and I mean just to speak a little bit about them like Chris is I met him in the midst of this project and and we've we've worked really well together and his story is just fascinating to me because he is really like the way I see he's kind of stuck in a different era. Mm-hmm. He hand shapes his own boards, which is so cool and refreshing, and like, and you know, inspired by kind of guys a little bit older than him, like Alex Nost and Ryan Lovelace, and you know, Birch and stuff like that. So I really feel like the trend is going back to people hand shaping their own boards, riding their own boards, and kind of like developing their own brand like that. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> Chris is super talented and, and on the. On, the, on his board, and I don't even know how to ride those boards, man. They're they're tricky. They're really cute. Yeah, yeah, it's, you have a, <laughs> I have one. I remember I him telling me, he's like, I want it to not only look like that era, but I want it to feel like that era.
0: No, it, it yeah, it feels and, like it. Yeah. It, it. It's a little, it's a dicey. I love it, though. I, the board he made for me, he made me one of those uh, uh, jazz pins, like a 9-8, I think. Yeah. And on, like, Racy Malibu, it was, like, the mo- most fun fastest port i've ever in there like i was like this is dope Like yeah. it's awesome but then like you see him how he surfs it like you're like oh that's like must be like one of the easiest ports to surf and then you get it on his board like this is fucking hell like, yeah I can't do shit on this that's exactly I, I,
8: I need to try it in a better in like a point break or something <laughs> that's what i
0: did because i was not trying it here like porto and hermosa where he surfs it and i'm like yeah this isn't fun like i'm not having a good time on this thing and then i It actually worked really good at his boards, like what I love about his boards, and he he says this right away. He's like, look, my boards are meant to be ridden on bigger waves. And you're kind of like, that sounds kind of douchey and stupid. Like, he'll be like, I know it sounds dumb, but trust me. And I was like, yeah, that's kind of dumb. And then I took it to Sano one day when it was like chest high. It was the best. It was like, I was like, this is where the board comes alive. And he's like, I told you, he's like, it's got to be a big wave. He's like, when you see me surfing on a little wave, it's just because I know how to surf. He's like, it's got to be on a big, racy, fast wave like kind of thing. Yeah, and,
8: and like I remember him too, he's just like, this sport's made to turn. Like, oh, yeah. nose riding's great, but I, you know, I'm, I'm also making these boards to turn, and that shows in his surfing.
0: Well, it's where, it's it's interesting, because you know, we have this discussion all the time, like all of us who surf together, it's where longboarding is going. You know, longboarding for like I think for the last like 10 years or so has really been about this like slow motion like styled out thing, where it's like get on the nose, walk really slow, like But it's unrealistic to, if you think about the whole populace that surfs around the world, not everybody has access to a Malibu. Mm -hmm. Not everyone has access to a Noosa. Not everyone has access to a Rincon. Like most of the waves they are surfing are shitty. Are shitty beach breaks. And if you want a longboard on it, it's like kind of impossible to ride those kind of boards that are made for those nicer waves. So you have to learn how to turn, speed, and fast. And that's where that whole transition era you know australian era of like longboarding that's why it's coming back that's why chris is making the boards he's making that's why everybody's making the boards they're making because it's like alex knows like his boards why point back like it's like thinned out nose like they ain't no big round nose on the log anymore like that's done with and like he was saying like nose writing is cool and all but i want to turn yeah um, totally which i like i was surfing with him today like at, at san allen like that's what he does and, yeah uh, um you also have will who's a younger kid yeah, PV who's like yep. coming up
8: and he's pretty rad yeah it's, it's cool because um, you know I've, I've crossed paths with Will multiple times uh, surfing the same area surfing Torrance Beach and the Cove and stuff and um, I just never met him and and then when we finally met because of a friend kind of introduced us um, he was like dude like I surfed the Cove with you I surfed Torrance with you like he had all these memories of like um, it was kind of cool just to kind of play that elder role, and he's super excited to support the bend, and and then obviously, like, his surfing is so smooth, like, a little bit more traditional, like, a little contrasting to uh, Chris, but his, his movement is so subtle, his steps are mm-hmm. so calculated, and it's, like, it's, like, a little more Tudor-esque, like, very, yeah. very calm, um, which is awesome, and, like, I really appreciate that. And obviously, like the Ben, you know, representing such the simplicity of like just having fun standing on your board and not moving, like, or standing on your board and, and being graceful, like, mm-hmm. it all ties together.
0: Yeah, he's, I, I mean, he's funk surf with too because he's like, he can make like a really small wave look like the most impressive thing ever. It's almost the same thing that like Tyler Hersekian has. Like, Tyler's like the master of like, You see him surf at, like, Porto. You're like, oh, my God, the waves are so good. It's like, no, 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 they're really bad. He's just making them look good. Like, Will has that same kind of talent. Like, every time I have surfed with him, I'm like, ah, it's kind of crummy. And then you see him take off and wave. It's like, how did he make, like, a one-foot wave look, like, so perfect? Yeah, he
8: he pulled me out for so many onshore, dribbling, ankle-high sessions this summer. And I'm just like, ah, like, I guess I'll shoot, whatever. The water is warm and, like... We end up getting the shot, like he's yeah. somehow like doing the same thing he would be doing on a good wave. Like, yeah, yeah he's got such an effortless like, and it's just so light, light on his feet. Um, so it's really cool to watch and like <clears throat> really, and you know, at 18 years old, like he's got so much ahead of him and like. Yeah, I thought be, I thought it
0: was like 25. Like, yeah, I <laughs> was like this kid is stupid. He's like I'm 18. I'm like oh. Yeah. Because I think I was like, hey, do you want to go get a beer or something? He's like, oh, I can't drink. And I was like, oh, is it like health reasons? And then Mike was like, dude, he's like 18. I was like, holy shit, I <laughs> mean that creepy old guy. That's weird. Yeah. Uh, no. Um, so you guys have, you know, you're telling a story. You have this amazing manufacturing story. You have great people to represent your brand. Where do you see, I mean, you've answered some of this, but I'd like you to reiterate, what do you see the future of your brand? Like, where would you like to see it go?
9: Well, I brought up the the vertically integrated manufacturing Mm -hmm. thing. So I think on like an actual, like on the apparel manufacturing side of things, that's where we'd like to see it grow, Mm -hmm. to get to a point where we can kind of bring that in house. And at that point, if we have that, we can, you know, experiment a little bit more with like different styles and, Mm -hmm. and bringing a little bit more variety and you know doing those one-off pieces where we literally found two yards of this fabric mm-hmm. um so that would be really cool and then something that we've kind of always dreamed about and was actually brought up you know when we were tossing around the ideas for just starting the bend um we really want to have like a physical space eventually and we dream of that as being kind of a mixed use space so like the saturdays of the world or the daydreams you know having kind of this like community hub where people that are just like-minded and just fucking cool (laughs) like all just want to come and hang out and you know we can we can show our films there we can have you know our merchandise there we can you know, have like coffee and drinks and things just to kind of keep people engaged there a little bit longer, but really just a place for people to hang out and we don't want to just showcase our stuff. I think that, you know, we want to have like kind of a gallery space and have somewhere where we can have like community events and we have so many ideas for it, but it just cake's actually getting there
0: <laughs> yeah no 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 it's, it's a little bit of work yeah for sure or yeah. a lot of bit of work um anybody you want to thank in closing that helped you guys along with your brand
8: um i think i mean molly's probably the biggest piece of this pie to make everything work and i can't you know thank her enough to to really like bring this to life and like to see these clothes that we're actually making into to now that i have the clothes in our hands like i know how to tell the story but you know none of this would be be a brand without the clothes um and i think that's huge and and it's really just her and i like behind this thing yeah and uh we really want it i i think too where i want to see it go and and i talk about this a little bit with with my friends and stuff. And, you know, the South Bay was where everything started and where this culture, you know, a lot of it was created where board building became a thing. And and I think that the Ben could kind of play a part in this next generation, having interest in that and, and getting back to like, like a real surf culture in the South Bay and, and just like reiterating the history we have here and inspiring the the next generation for sure you know like I think that's a it's a big goal of mine is to cement kind of South Bay back as its future glory as if we can play any part in that.
0: <laughs> Thanks to Molly and Bryce for sitting down with us. I love their brand what it's about you know I love the surfers that they're supporting I love how they're using content to tell a story to get their product out there. I think that's something that's a very modern way of creating product, you know, create the story first and then create the product. A lot of people are trying to do it the other way, which is a very old antiquated way. But if you get someone to buy into a story behind something, then they'll pretty much buy anything you produce as long as it relates to the story and is authentic to the story that you've been producing. And having someone like Bryce who comes from more content background and Molly who comes more from an apparel background, it's that perfect mesh, right? It's that perfect mesh of how to do that. So I'm excited for their brand and seeing how it's growing. I'm excited to collab with them on a piece that will hopefully come out soon, uh, keeping it under wraps. But anyway, I'm going to get back to the tracks and then check in with you guys in a little bit with some short takes. Peace!
11: Made up, yeah, every man's got his mind made up. Well, I'm a man that's got his mind made up. Uh, been on my best behavior, gonna leave it alone. to be a church girl. Now, come on, pick up my phone. Lean against, against the wall. I, I wanna do it. the dance hall Start with you, you, baby. I got my tightest pants on. Yeah, I said, lean yeah. against the wall. I wanna do it dance hall style with you, baby. I got my tightest your home in sit over here When I open your eyes, make your clothes here. Full moon with the morning wood Make you feel grown like you know you should And you know you should The mind made up. Yeah, I'm a man who's got his mind made up. It's time you had your mind made up. Uh, Lean against the wall.
12: I wanna do it dance hall. sound with you
11: baby. I got my tightest pants on. Yeah. Lean against the wall. I wanna do it dance hall. sound yeah. with you baby. Yeah. I got my tightest pants on.
0: welcome 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 back 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 that's my really bad attempt at doing an echo fade uh this is the bodega border crew podcast volume 46 hope you guys been digging the tracks like i said before this episode i'm taking a little departure from strictly hip-hop and i'm trying to mix in some other stuff that fits the bodega border crew vibe but is not necessarily boom bap hip-hop and i hope you guys dig it i'm not going to say i'm going to do this all the time but I want to see what your response is. So if you guys dig it, make sure to message me. But let's do a little housekeeping. This is the Bodega Border Crew podcast. Check us out on Instagram at Bodega Border Crew. Make sure to check out our page, bodegabordercrew.podbean.com, as well as your episode description on your iTunes player for track listings and links to things we're talking about. Lastly, make sure to go to bodegabordercrew.com for our store, for our blog, for our team's listing, for thing we're doing. I'm going to start posting a lot more shit on there, so you should go. But anyway, without further ado, here's this week's short takes. The first short take is a clip that was put up by Mullis that Jack Coleman did called Counterbalance. And it has Alex Nose surfing a couple of Bonzers. And I'm excited because I love Alex Nose surfing, but also, you know me, I'm a Bonzer freak. The thing that's interesting is that he's surfing a Campbell Brothers Bonzer, like a 7-something in it, but then he's also surfing an Edge Bonzer that he made himself and having recently gotten into edge boards and surfing bonzers i don't know how the two together could work now look you get someone like alex Nost. i i think one of my friends from the north shore basically said it best is that you could get him to surf a door in pipeline like he's just one of the best surfers out there he could surf anything he makes anything look good but i'm really curious to see and feel how an edge bonzer works like i don't know if the two principles counteract each other is it a bigger outline on top of like a rush short that's kind of interesting so it's like you have a lot of float for me my experience with the bonzers i've tried and i've tried bigger ones so maybe this is a little bit different i haven't had a float issue with them at all like they seem to float really well anyway it's a cool video jack coleman as always the people at Mullsk produce these videos and distribute them i think it's great definitely check it out the next short take we have is this Logjam 2018 recap video that the boys over at the current put together. I love the current content. Make sure to check out their YouTube page if you want insight into some logging and surfing that's going on in the New England area. You know, for a long time I really did not know anything about that culture and I was very ignorant about what was going on up there. And hooking up with these guys and Chris Chatterson and and those kind of folks have has really enlightened me to the point that like I really want to go back and surf there like some of these points up in Rhode Island looks so fun now the water looks cold as fuck but it seems like really fun and something I'd want to do so is a recap of the log jam event which was really cool up in Rhode Island some people from the west coast went and surfed out there and it was just like a cool get-together for people to like log at hang out. you know. I heard the judging was based on the whole day of your surfing, not kind of like heats like points, which I think is really cool. It's like this jam format. like They do that a lot with skating now, but in general, it looked like a really fun event. I know they had a really big social media push that was really cool. I love the branding on it and these guys put together this video about it. It's really cool. I'd like to see events like this. I'd like to see more events like this just to get people together and just to hang out and surf, even if it's shitty ways uh the last short take i have this week is the surf fight classic recap video so the surf fight classic it's the first year that it's been put together by joel tudor and studio 540 which is his jujitsu studio so it was a surf contest and also like a demo for the jujitsu stuff which isn't my cup of tea but like people are into it so awesome it was cool because it was an open free entry you know you didn't have to pay to enter and then joel picked i think the top 32 men and the top 16 women to to compete and if you look at any one of the heat sheets it was just stacked like it was stacked Uh, the waves were amazing it's this was this left at Del Mar Uh, looked really fun I couldn't make it down there because of some prior commitments but Andy from the doubles crew put together this video I love what doubles is doing and this is kind of an example of like I think where their mindset is going with the brand when it comes to video I know they have a couple of other video projects in the works that I can't wait to see and this video is like a great recap of this this event I also love the usage of the Ramon song I'm um, Pet Cemetery is I think a really underrated Ramon song that a lot of people forget because it was just on some like soundtrack uh, but anyway click the link in our in our episode description, check out the video, support these guys, support all these guys that I mentioned. That's really important. Support all these surf filmmakers that are doing a really good job in highlighting our culture and keeping it alive. But that's it for this week. You know, this is a little bit of a different format. I'm experimenting with different formats now and different music because I just don't want it to be the same old same old. You know, I don't I don't want to stagnate and I think that's in general what all of us are trying to do is try and progress and trying to learn and i'm doing a lot of learning and i hope everyone else is doing a lot of learning out there you know i think we're very much a society that gets caught up in being scared to be hypocritical if you will instead of trying to learn so a lot of people are scared that if they change their minds they're scared to let that happen because they think they're being hypocritical but a lot of people a lot of times people just grow and change and so with my brand and the podcast i'm trying to grow and change you know i haven't been around more than two years with this thing and i'm really trying to slowly progress it this episode is one of those examples you know i'm gonna be i'm gonna talk more from the heart and tell you what's going on you know some people might dig it some people might not but at least i put it out there you know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna be afraid to do that i'll tell you about a couple things that are going on obviously we have the store we have new products bodega border crew.com wax has been going really well uh sierra Lurback has joined the team which i'm really excited so we have another person out maui representing the product so i'm really happy about that i think we're going to keep the team small now to asher hunt mike seordia erin ashley chris hall johnny pitzer and Sierra We Might hook up some of our Aussie boys and girls. I'm thinking we might pick up two people. So stay tuned for that. But anyway, that's been going pretty good. New product, working on this zine that's gonna probably be dropping uh, early December. Hopefully gonna have two events, one in LA and one in San Diego. Obviously, you know, if an event's happening in San Diego with Bodega Border Crew, it's happening at Happy Battle. Mark's always been one of our best supporters and I love Mark. I love his shop. It's one of my favorite places. I call it my San Diego home. I wish I could sleep there. I think he has a room in the back that I could sleep at, but uh, I don't think my wife would be too happy about that. Anyway, so working on that and that's, you know, I've been out of the editorial game. You know, the last time I produced a magazine itself was when I ran my own magazine at like 20 years old and I'm 44 now. So that's 24 years ago. That's a long ass time and i forget even for something small as this like a 24 page zine it's really hectic to gather stuff up but joel did something for it Devin howard's doing something for it ed factor's doing something for it we have great photography in it uh chris chatterson from Holics doing something for it and then the whole th- zine is coming in a bag that has a bunch of stickers and goodies in it so for your price you actually get a pretty cool collector's item about surfing and then you also get a bunch of stickers that you get to put on shit. and there might be some other stuff in there we'll see if we get stuff done working on that working on some other merch uh, that'll be ready for holiday so that's really it the other thing is you know obviously ryan from Lograp and myself have been working on this full length and. We're getting, he's getting a lot of stuff filmed and now it's time for me to make a lot of music and making music from scratch is something again. haven't been in a band for about 10 years now and uh, it's, it's a headache learning how to do stuff again, you know, relearning stuff if you will, studio stuff, and, but it's going to be fun. I'm slowly getting there. And I think we might have the intro credits and one of the parts done for our party for the zine. So stay tuned for that so hopefully in about, you know, six weeks we'll be able to show one of the parts. And I'm really excited about that. But anyway, I gotta get going. I've been talking too long. I got a bunch of stuff to do. I know you guys have stuff to do. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. I hope you enjoy the evolution that's happening with this brand and with the episodes. And remember, just go out there. No need to bust a craze on a wave. Have fun with your friends. Have fun with people that you don't know. Fuck the people with wave storms because you're fucking annoying. To be honest, I have fucking have caught it in the shin so many times from you guys in the last month. It's really fucking annoying. I used to be nice about it. I'm just fucking over it, okay? Uh, But anyway, try to smile even when you get hit and uh, catch you guys out there. Peace.